again, everyone, and welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Malika. <laughs> Today we are joined by our special guest. Say hello to Caitlin. Hello. Hey, Caitlin. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's good to be back podcasting with you, Caitlin. Yes. Awesome. I was so excited for you. Uh, yeah, this is... You, you've seen the show before, right? You're... I old have fan. I'm a veteran. Right. Awesome. How many times? Well, like I, I, I watch episodes kind of randomly. Like I've definitely seen it once all the way through, but then I've seen lots of different episodes randomly, so I, I can't give you a count. Um, yeah, I've done that with season two, just specific episodes. I've seen all of season one. I usually watch all of season one because it's so short, but then some specific episodes from season two. Mm-hmm. So today we are here to discuss episode four, Heavy Metal, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Not Heavy Metal. Me- no, <laughs> that was a typo, and I didn't even bother changing it once, I, once somebody pointed it out. I just left it. <laughs> it's my mistake. I should live with it. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny, so just leave it. This episode originally aired on February 4th, 2008. It was directed by Sergio Mimica Gazan, something like that. I know that's not right. Wow. He's worked a lot with Steven Spielberg as an assistant director. He's worked on TV shows hey. like Battlestar Galactica, Heroes, and the Pillars of Earth miniseries. Mm-hmm. And it was written by John Inborn, who was a writer on Veronica Mars and a producer on Party Down. And it's a guy with another uncredited writer who she's a producer on Person of Interest. Uh, ratings, they got 8.84 million, which is slightly up from last week. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> I always wonder that because either there's a lot of promotion that happens or it's usually like, I feel like it would be indicative of the episode before. Like if it was really good, then people will like tell their friends to join in or whatever. Yeah. That was always my theory, but I don't know if it holds. Maybe yeah. something else was going on that night. I'm always, I'm always just curious about who are these people who are just like jump into the middle of a series. And I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm a completionist. I have to start at the beginning of everything. It's it terrible. depends on the type of series for me. If mm. it's because I don't know, some aren't as plot driven, so it doesn't really. Well, matter. yeah, if it's, if it's a sitcom or something, yeah, who cares? <laughs> but. but still, even on non sitcoms, I think there's a lot of TV shows that'd be okay if you pop in partway through. I feel that way about uh, a lot of sci-fi shows, but anyways. Yeah. So let's get started with the recap. <laughs> so I don't have a recap this week, folks. I wasn't able to watch it a second time and do notes because I have a cousin who waited to the last freaking minute to get help with an assignment that she was supposed to call me about a week before. <laughs> so I had to drop everything. Wow. <laughs> People. This is killing her. And then we, it was, we got a lot of the work done and around 11.30, she was like, oh, I needed to do this too. And I was like, you know, I mean, yeah. I've been doing this kind of work for over a decade. And that last thing she wanted to do would have taken me like three full days of work to get done. So there's no way we're going to get it done at 11.30 at night. So anyway, I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. So I'm using a recap from 
the Terminator Wiki, terminator.wikia.com. I've used it to get some notes before for like little behind the scenes facts. So it's, the episode starts off with this doctor, Dr. Lyman, David Lyman, recording some notes. And he hears a sound coming from outside and he's Cromarty looking through his files and warns him, you know, doctor warns him that he should leave before he calls the police. Cromarty responds he wants reconstructive surgery before he reveals his face. I was very dubious about this whole thing. <laughs> what? Yeah. About how it work. But I am glad that they had to do it. I thought his face would just like mold into a face on its own with that skin. Yeah. Well, I thought he would just claymate, you know, his face, like just <laughs> kind of push it in and pull, pull it out. And that would have been cool to see. But I'm just glad that we had a different actor. Yeah, somebody else. Dr. Lyman is nobody special. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure the actor has had a wonderful career. No, he was in The Born Supremacy, Suburgatory, iCarly. Hey. Nope. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, so John is in his room thinking about that girl who jumped as mom. Asked him if he's going to go to the memorial. Cameron walks in. Cromartie's here now. So she shows him how she explains how she's been monitoring the media, looking for signs. So she sees this story about an arsonist causing a fire in Oakland. When she said that, though, when she came in and said that line, I was like, why aren't you all like running? Like she, she, <laughs> yeah. she worded it poorly. Yeah, she did. And I was like, wow, they seem remarkably unmoved. Yeah. But everyone in this episode, like this this time, everyone um, just took a bunch of grouchy pills. <laughs> so, you know, like they were really grouchy, just all over the place. <laughs> Sarah, especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, yeah, John was just an emo kid with pretty eyes, but an emo kid nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sarah, just in general, she also has a sardonic sense of humor. So whenever, like, you know, she's checking to see if John's all right, she's always, like, <laughs> kind of doing wisecracks at him. <laughs> so this uh, fire meant that a shipment of coltan was rerouted to L.A., and coltan is one of the elements used in the Terminator endoskeletons. Do we know if that's so... a real... <laughs> what? I don't know. Do we know if that's it's a real... real... Yes, it is. I looked it up today. So, <laughs> it's it's used to make, like, part of it, the metal is refined and used to make capacitors for things like cell phones. And I guess that's a huge thing, you know, how, like, <laughs> the comparison I read, I guess, I think on Wikipedia or something, was, like, how you have dolphin free tuna. Well, <laughs> I think you should have... Uh, was it? Oh, I can't remember the name of the... What's the individual element? What are the, what's it called again? The Coltan? Coltan. So I think it's telanium um, is what you make the capacitors from. And so you should... People are going for this thing for, like, fair phones, saying huh? you shouldn't make uh, the capacitors for the phone with, like, conflict-produced uh, telanium. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it comes from Congo, and so there's, like, a huge, like, issue so... with that. So it's like blood cell, blood cell phones, basically? Yeah, like blood damage blood cell phones. <laughs> I had no idea what they were saying, so I thought they said cold hands, and then I thought they said <laughs> gold hands. And so, you know, I usually don't like this, but I was really happy 
B later when it's actually spelled on a box. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I thought this was Game of Thrones for a second, but I thought it was like, you know, James Bond for another yeah. second. So, yeah, I'm glad that they spelled it out for us. Yes, they the must have done the research somewhat, though. Because it, yeah. it is known for being heat resistant, so. <laughs> yeah, the Terminators are made out of cold hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> So Cameron convinces Sarah that he really is there by showing her that news footage from when they arrived and we zoom in the enhanced photo <laughs> and you see Cromarty's head in the background. Everyone believes her because no one else has the enhanced Terminator view. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how the machine can't figure out the TV. <laughs> Thanks for explaining. Yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> I also liked when uh Sarah was trying to bond with John over his homework and how hard it is and he's basically like, Mom, you're a stupid waitress. This is... (laughs) 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 That's not what's bothering me, Mom. (laughs) You are. So he blames her, I I assume. That's what's behind all the tension with him, right? He blames her for the woman's death. Or the girl's death. For him not being allowed to be a hero. Right. Yet. And for (laughs) always trying to run. That was like with this... So it should have been called Run. We're not going to run, Mom. Yeah, she's all like, let's go to Mexico. It's always Mexico. He's like, oh, we're not supposed to run. We're supposed to fight. So like, okay, let's go fight. Until next time when he's like, we're not supposed to run. We're supposed to fight. And she's like, okay, fine. Let's go fight again. So our trio is in... (laughs) Trio. (laughs) Our trio is setting up C4 in the warehouse. And they see a truck leave before they ever saw Cromartie, and John sees some men and realizes that somebody stole the Coltan. I don't remember. (laughs) So they're following the truck, waiting outside, and Cameron explains that its Coltan has a higher melting point than the endoskeleton used on the T-600. Some titanium alloy. Smarty pants. (laughs) Cameron spots a guy who's a Terminator, but it's not Cromartie. His face doesn't match up. He's cuter than Cromartie. He's creepier <laughs> yeah. than Cromartie. <laughs> so I wonder if the new actor's face is similar to the old Cromartie actor's face. So we need to look at him side by side. I don't know. I don't think so. The old one, he had a much <laughs> wider face, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He sure. was wider overall. Yeah. Oh, that's Gary Dillahunt. Yeah, yeah, for the new, uh, you didn't notice this whole time. <laughs> no, I totally didn't. Like, I knew I saw, I, I knew he looked familiar, but I think he's a very versatile actor. Like, he fits in his roles very well. Like, he's an actor you don't notice. It's I've him. like never heard of him until like the past month or so when I started watching Deadwood, which he is in. And then I watched Millennium last week, and he was in it, and now he's in this as well. Yeah, I see him everywhere. He's really good at playing creeps, but then he was in Raising Hope playing kind of a goofball. So. And he's amazing as a goofball. You have yeah. to watch it just to see the other side of his acting ability. Hmm. Well, I saw him um, just recently in Justified, so yeah, he's that's awesome. how I know his name. And um, He's and in he a was, ton of stuff. He's awesome in that. Yeah, Agent Ellison is at a crime scene, and he's following the trail of some unnatural blood. And he sees a man, oh, he's looking at a security tape. A man enters on Friday night and leaves Sunday morning. And on his way out, 
His face is identified as George Laszlo, a former patient. Oh, he's at this. Yeah, the crime scene from earlier. First of all, I just like, I, I, I hope that we start calling him Laszlo instead of Cromartie. Um, but also, <laughs> I just love that his first name is George. George! George the Terminator. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> awesome. <It's> awesome. <laughs> so Laszlo is Garrett Dillahunt. One of my favorite actors to see pop up everywhere. I hope and he has a long run on this show. Yeah. It's an out-of-work actor, Laszlo is. I think this is the first episode that I don't remember anything about, so this is probably where I... Had, uh, the one before this is where I stopped watching, I think. Because okay. I, I remember the bathtub full of blood and stuff from my first time mm-hmm. watching. But I don't remember remember any of this. So I have to say, like, you know, when... Never mind. I don't think we're there yet. I'll, I'll hold off my comment with there, but comment on, on Laszlo in a second. Mm-hmm. I know Laszlo is somebody in one of the Grand Theft Audio games. Grand Theft Audio? Auto. Yes. Did I say audio? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Because you were thinking, you probably because you were thinking of the radio station. Yes, Laszlo guy. He's in like most of the games. Back at the warehouse, John and Sarah are talking about following the shipment, and so they're going to uh, step back, and Sarah gets in the vehicle to leave, but she sees John climbing, going back into the warehouse, and plants his cell phone in the truck to track the truck, and but he gets trapped inside. I wanted him to succeed because he was, I'm like, yeah, John, you go, you, like, yeah. tell your mom, like, you gotta be proactive. Really? Yeah. It, here, here I am. I'm like, I'm just sick of him whining about running. And I was like, listen to your mother, John. And then, of course, like she turns around and he's like, has his ass halfway off the window. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I wanted him to show her. Like, little pretty ass out the window. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He doesn't do it for me. But I was just like, all right. Like, see, this is kind of maybe it's my age where I'm like, he's just an annoying teenager. Get off my screen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's yeah, a super overprotective. Yeah, but yeah, she annoys me too. So it's not. Yeah, it is yeah. only four years from Judgment Day. He's got to be a hero at some point. He's got to learn to do so stuff. So this is what I wanted. I really yeah. want like a smut. Exactly. See, I wanted like I want to see her train him. Like I would love that they like they had like a training sequence that they go through every day because like she's got to raise him like not just to run but like you know to fight and and you know and that kind of thing. Like I would think that she would spend a considerable time. Like they would have like a routine every day where he like does. That's like, you know, 10,000, not 10,000, that's a little exaggerated, maybe like, a, you know, 100 um, push-ups and, you know, all this kind of stuff. She to some fighting techniques and everything <laughs> like that, but I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't then, think then, yeah. then I would, then I would see, see like doing her job right. Yeah. You want to see him train like Stephen M. L. on Arrow? <laughs> yes, like a training oh, yes. montage with the, the salmon ladder. <laughs> I mean. Yes. And this guy doesn't look like he could like hang from the salmon ladder, you know, he couldn't reach it. So, I don't know. I, I would think that if she did her job right, she would train him to be a badass. They're going to cram been... all that training into the last year, probably. She's going to have year three. <laughs> it's going to be a montage, like, literally. It'll be, like, one year and she'll <laughs> die. Like, I done well, my son. <laughs> Gotta go do Game of Thrones now. <laughs> yes, and grow my hair out. <laughs> so, Sarah and Cameron are confronted by one of the crew and held at gunpoint but then Sarah disarms them and they go back home and they track John's phone before the signal goes well yeah signal goes dead after he drops his phone so did you guys 
Did you guys? Well, two things. Like, did you guys see when they left? You know, when he when when the after the truck left and they run out to like look for for him. Um, Sarah does like this 360 turn, like you always see, where the camera circles around her as while she's turning, and then right behind her, you see the Glaubot doing the exact same thing. It's pretty funny, <laughs> like the exact same like 360 turn as though she, she like watched Sarah and was like, "I'm gonna try that too because that looked cool." <laughs> and then uh, when he drops his phone, yeah, it, like when he drops his phone, it instantly breaks because it's a BlackBerry. Like I was like, I hope BlackBerry <laughs> didn't pay a lot for this because like it's like it's like terrible. I've dropped my phone like a million times and it hasn't broken like that. Yeah. It was a pretty bad break. How many years ago was this made, though? Uh, 2008. It's 2008. It wasn't that long ago. I had a cell phone that I dropped a million times back then, too. Yeah, me too. But yeah, like, it looked like somebody had, like... Yeah. I'm um, just saying, like, if I was Blackberry, I'd want a refund. Yeah. <laughs> so what What was John trying to do, though, in there? I know he, he was just was... trying to drop his cell phone in the truck and then get out of the truck and then track where the truck was going with his cell phone, which is what they ended up doing anyways. But didn't they bring charges Which with is them smart. at one point? Yeah, C4. Were they trying to blow up heat-resistant metal, metal? Yeah, they were going to blow up Cromarty, I think. Uh, yeah, and so because John was sneaking behind their backs, he only had time to like get his cell phone in there. Yeah. And not even that. <laughs> this Terminator's name was Carter, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know he had a name. I don't like these Terminators with names. It was played by... Ryan Bloom, who's see, he's on that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Hmm. He does a lot of voice work. Dragon Age Inquisition, Sunset Overdrive. That's funny because did he have a single? Like he had very few lines in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was Captain America in Avengers: Earth. That's why I knew the name sounded familiar. He does. He does look like a imposing guy, like Terminator. He has a good Terminator stance or whatever. Like he's not yeah. a large guy, but he does a good face and and uh, body posture. So maybe, maybe he has good physicality and a good voice, but his acting is crap. So they're just like stand there, look pretty, stare yeah. at the door, good boy. This <laughs> on Oz. <laughs> okay. Um... Where's my... Oh, the phone breaks, and one of Carter's assistants is in the back and finds the phone, and John knocks him out. Which was pretty... See, this is why he should have been training. Like, maybe she did teach him some stuff. We just didn't see it. We were robbed. Was it in the movie or the show where she said she did some paramilitary training with Enrique? Maybe John? Uh, it's definitely in the movies, but I think they carried that to the show, too. See, why can't they show that to us rather than him, like, mooning over some teen's dead teenager? <laughs> Though I am glad that they did a consistency between episodes. Like, I'm glad that he wasn't just, you know, whatever. She did. This reminds me of, okay, did you guys see, there was recently released, like, a Power Rangers video, but it was, like, Power Rangers in the future after, the, like, they've grown and become adults, and it's, like, a post-apocalyptic world. And it shows that, a little bit I... the aftermath. Yeah, it shows a little bit of the aftermath of what it have been like to be a parent or a teenager and just become this really messed up adult. And so I think this is kind of good in terms of show that, you know, John is a savior of mankind, but he's not an unrealistic character. He's a human kid. Mm-hmm. Is Katie Sackoff in that? Or... Yeah, she is. Oh, okay. It's brilliant. Uh-huh. You should watch it. Mm, let's see... So Sarah is 
mad about losing John and Cameron says it's not her fault. John least needs to be more assertive if he's gonna lead mankind. Which is true. Yep. She, she doesn't seem all that worried about John dying. <laughs> so Ellison is talking about Laszlo with another agent. Oh, the agent from last week, right? Mm. Can't remember her name. Me. And uh, Me neither. <laughs> Catherine Dennis, her real name. I don't remember her character's name. She's telling him not to spend any more time on the case. He's not a young man, blah, blah, blah. So we get another agent, Agent Stewart. He tells Ellison that Laszlo had come for questioning and asked about the case. And Ellison gets a blood sample to compare with the sample from the crime scene. Do you know Agent Stewart? Oh, yeah. It's the famous Jet Jackson. Yeah, Jet Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was also on Resilient Isles, and he was cyborg on Smallville. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of these things. He, his character in Resilient Isles is good. I don't remember him on Smallville. Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> it's been ages. I totally forgot about that until I like was watching Resilient Isles, and I'm like, wait a second, I know this guy. <laughs> He's a young Disney star. I have never seen that show. He's like oh. played an actor who played a spy on a TV show within the TV show. So. <laughs> Talk about meta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah and Cameron, they've tied up the person who had them at gunpoint. Sarah's questioning him, and, uh, threatening to torture him. And then she leaves him with Cameron. And you see them driving <laughs> toward the desert through an old range and... They're going to Depot 37. The guy's face was awesome. <laughs> and Cameron's smile was great. He looked so tense and so like... Yeah, I want to know what she did to him. Yeah. I, I prefer not knowing and just imagining. <laughs> what do you think she did? She, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> she used her flashlight on him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh gosh. Well... I don't know. Do you think, well, does it have teeth? That's yes. the only thing I can think of that would elicit, like, his reaction. It would have to. I saw that one movie. No, I never saw that movie. <laughs> um, Sarah and... Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> what? This music just started playing in my headphones, like, really loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sarah, they leave that guy in a minefield... <laughs> that, that's really weird. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> He's as good as dead now. Pretty point. Yeah, like, he might not die. You never know. But if you want, if you, I mean, why leave him out there if you don't <laughs> want him to die? And if you want him to die, why not just kill him? I don't know. She makes Maybe. no sense that Sarah Connor. Yeah. Sarah says she doesn't she's, always. She's letting him live logic. her. She's letting him live her dodge. You know, you have no fate. <laughs> but what you make, so, you know, he gets to decide. So John sneaks out of that truck and sees Carter shoot two guy or execute them before standing guard at the door. I really like this entire sequence. It's pretty tense overall. Yeah, it was very tense, even though I had some problems with <laughs> But I did like how tense it got, even though... You kind of know, well, you kind of can guess that John isn't going to die, at least not here. Yeah. But, Episode uh, four. <laughs> yeah. 
I just thought the entire concept neat that he would just um, hello the Terminator would just lock himself in there and wait for just you not hear me I think you're cutting out yeah I think you're cutting out oh. button Matt <laughs> that's never <laughs> happened that's hmm still cut still cutting in did you lose everyone um no, I think you're just trying to okay here Usually it's not. Usually it's not me. I don't know. That's like the first time I've ever turned into a robot during a podcast. I'm pretty sure. First time for everyone. Yeah, I don't like it. I remember this <laughs> day forever. Matt is a Terminator sent to <laughs> kill us all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my place. <laughs> um, Sarah and Cameron get to off. <laughs> I will say the office depot. <laughs> they get to depot 37 and find it empty. And they said Cameron realizes this is the place where they built terminators in the future. And Coltan becomes rare because in the future because of explosions and was stored at Depot 37 in a nuclear fallout bunker to protect it. So this guy wakes up, John, and John calls him down and tells him that Carter killed his teammates and Carter's a bad guy. Mike then goes over to confront Carter and he gets killed. Because he's a dummy. Yeah. I actually really like the scene because I was like, because, like, I was surprised that he listened to him, and I'm like, oh, wow, he's actually listening to him. This is cool, like, you know? Because, like, most guys, like, in another show, you would just see them, like, you know, make a big noise and whatever and be stupid. But then he did something even more stupid. He's just like, I'm going to go get my money. <laughs> <laughs> and John goes over and figures out that Carter can't hear anything, so he goes and calls his mom. And Sarah tells him he's uh, she's on the other side of the door, and... Carter's in standby mode, and he's going to open the door and run as soon as it opens, and they're going to come in. And Cameron says it's going to take Carter 15 seconds for him to reboot from standby mode. That whole thing was just so, so tense. I loved it. Like, you you never knew what would trigger the 15 uh, second start. Yeah. Would it just be being in his personal bubble? Would it be... Like him hearing you breathe? Would it be you touching the thing around his neck? You don't know what it is. It's very tense. Mm -hmm. John gets the keys and opens the door, and then he gets in the truck. Cameron comes in and pushes him. I think she actually throws him over a fence. You don't really see it because you just kind of see him somersaulting. I I just like your. That he pushes him like she gently like shoves him like hello wake <laughs> <She's> up <laughs> woke him up though Sarah and John are trying to get in the truck and get away and John can't drive no he no the truck just won't start <laughs> John you idiot he can't drive he can't drive a stick I was little- yeah like see, this, is, this would be covered yeah. in the training montage she would teach him how to drive a stick properly <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. true enough like i think north america is the only place where you find more automatics than standard vehicles really yeah yes it's true i mean i actually wanted a standard when um i was buying and i remember how long it took for them to find me one because they couldn't like, it was just so unasked for they couldn't find one um mm-hmm. eventually i got one but it took them a while yeah 
I can't remember the last time I was in a car that was standard. Hmm. Come down Lazy. to Austin. Lazy North Americans. <laughs> Gosh, just kidding. <laughs> it's true. It's confusing. <laughs> I don't know. But there's so many doing. more ways that a standard is better. A, when you buy a car, it's actually cheaper getting a standard. B, it's actually can be more fuel efficient. Mm. C, it's more fun to drive, and when you drive automatic, it's just boring. That too. Like, sometimes when I'm driving my automatic, I'm, like, pretending I'm driving a stick. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> that could get so dangerous. Listeners, <laughs> we do not recommend you try this at home. And do you also, do you also make sound effects? Like, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I would have GoPro or camera in Caitlin's car next time. <laughs> You know, I'm taking a long, a two-week road trip at the end of the month. I was thinking of getting, you know, a camera for my car. Maybe I'll point it inwards instead of outwards. <laughs> Caitlin's coming. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Caitlin, I'm working on that. I was thinking about today some places you should go see when you come here. Awesome. Where's the road trip from? To from where? Yeah, Calgary, Canada. Us. I'm going yeah. south through Montana, Utah, then cutting across Nevada to North and Car- where uh, else would you go? California. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> and then California, Oregon, etc. Back to Calgary. Oh. Yeah. I like Calgary, but I would come down to, if you come down to Texas, let me know. It's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little, a little bit further, but you know. Yeah, a little bit of a drive. Uh, eventually, maybe I'll get there. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. Tom, uh, so. <laughs> John, oh, we already said that. So John learns right, to yeah. drive standard well yes. get the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after they get the truck moving, Carter stops yeah. it until Sh- Sarah shoots him. <laughs> and they drive out and Cameron locks the Terminator inside. At least someone's thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's never not thinking. Yeah, true. So I have a question. Do you think that the John Connor of the future programmed her with manners? Because she seems to say thank you a lot. So maybe he just got like tired of the Terminator interface. And <laughs> this is going to have to win my mom well, over. I, I, I bet if he's clutch. like, well, if you're going to hang out with my mother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to hang out with my mom, she's she's going to want you to say please and thank you. And he seems to piss her off a little bit, though. Like one time she's just like, shut up after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because she, he didn't program her to get sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome because it's more fun. <laughs> Sarah's way less standoffish uh, with this Terminator than she was with Arnie. She's had a couple of years. Yeah. Feels like she Dude. should be more resentful, though. Well, he did save their life. Yeah, but she hates Terminators. Agent Ellison visits Laszlo and tells him that someone may be stealing his identity, but okay. it's not actually Laszlo. <laughs> so, so we, I don't know if he's glossed over when Laszlo and his double, you know, encounter. It really seriously looked like the Laszlo who, the Terminator Laszlo, um, the Taslo. Um, it seemed like he was t- taller than the other guy. I agree. And, you know, it's, yeah, it was probably yeah. just a, well, I mean, I'm sure it was just like the double that stood in, you know, whatever. But I was thinking like yeah. when, um, so I was waiting in my notes, like I was kind of like, oh my gosh, is he getting a taller version, like Captain America type thing? Um, <laughs> but then when, uh, when Allison like appears, obviously he's not like, my, my, have you have grown? 
So I guess it was just like visual effects. But if you look at that scene where he picks him up by the throat, it really looks like he's a taller guy. He only grabbed him by half of his throat, too. It looked like it looked like he grabbed onto his Adam's apple and like. What's that? God is that he's strong. <laughs> he, I missed that part where he's just microwaving something and. I like how he was, you know, moving his mouth, like when he, when Laszlo was screaming was and Cromartie starts moving his mouth. So creepy. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he did his face like that, if that was CGI or if that's really how he moved his face. <laughs> that, that plastic <laughs> face, but he has a rubber face. Um, I do like when he was, I think we skipped over it too, when, <laughs> I know, I, mean, I think we skipped over it too when they were taking the blood in like a you think he's the Terminator, and then he finally like just kind of breaks, and then he just seems kind of goofy because his voice doesn't suit his face. He's like, "Well, Vera, you guys are like, Vera. I don't know what he said. Anyway, <laughs> fascists. <laughs> yeah, fascists. There we go. He's like you guys are fascists. Um, but just from a picture, um, he was able to recreate that guy's face perfectly. I don't know is that how it really works. That guy had some magic hands. Yeah, maybe Cromarty gave him a formula for it. Some kind of future technology. Yeah. It's in his DNA. Well, okay, so if the like, well, he can't obviously feel the pain, but with this new fast-growing skin, obviously it probably has self-healing properties, right? So I wonder how fast it heals, because he could have definitely used that to help make the dude's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, because normally they would have had mm, to yeah. bandage him Maybe. up and let's, stuff. And even that machine that. they mentioned, I don't know. I did like that scene where they're going through all the questions that the fans of the show, all the nerds would have, and they tried to, like, answer them all. <laughs> a bit about, like, the, the scarring and the bruising and all those things. Mm-hmm. At the end, we see Sarah, John, and Cameron go home. And that's the end. Let's see, what are some notes? Or oh, when John's like, after all that, I gotta do my homework. <laughs> that, yeah. How long, how long did this episode take then? Like, how many hours actually was it? Is this over a week or something? Maybe a day? It, probably yeah. 24 hours. Like, it didn't seem like there was nighttime between, you know? Leaving him in the minefield kind of contradicts what she says about regarding the preciousness of human life, especially given the benign nature of the man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe that, I don't know, those who choose to live their life with no regard for the preciousness of life, like maybe she just wants to show him, you know, how fleeting his life could be, so by leaving him in the minefield. But, uh, <laughs> but she mostly just seems like she's pissed off. Well, she's very biased towards, she's very biased to how she defines man. True. Mm. The men that I mean, not these other men over there. The Tetsuo on the Coltan truck is a reference to the Japanese movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man oh, yeah. from 1989. About a man who find, begins finding scraps of metal growing out of his body and is gradually transformed into a perverse human-machine hybrid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Do you go to your doctor when that happens, or what? <laughs> <laughs> story at the beginning is a Jewish folk tale in which a rabbi builds an artificial man a golem from clay to protect residents of the Jewish ghetto only to have it turn on them it's a variation of the archetypal story of the man-made monster and the thematic connections to the Terminator saga are pretty clear okay 
And they've aped that in like Supernatural and Grimm. So yeah. that's how I'm familiar with it. It's interesting. Do we have any quotes? <coughs> Do we? That's a good quote. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that one? I can't even remember. <laughs> it's Malika. It was, uh, um, what's have... his face when he was being choked? <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, like you're gonna drive. Get the shotgun. It's not like I can't drive. <laughs> she knows because she never and taught you. And pour from the bathroom under the towels. That yeah, was so that's my favorite. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> What a logical place to keep your C4, right? I feel, I feel like there's yeah. one of those lines in every episode. Just one comedy line per episode. <laughs> we should take turns as to, to who gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took uh, I try not to make plans. Plans are for people who can have control of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for them. So you just want to walk in there and kick their asses and go for pancakes? Yeah, that was a good one. Didn't they mention pancakes last time, too? Yeah. Yeah, uh, in the first episode, yeah. Someone has cravings for these. Yeah. Breakfast foods. It's hungry in the writer's room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I love about you guys? Even when you've evolved into the ultimate indestructible killing machines, you're not above self-examination and improvement. Thank you. Please shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I like Have you seen a Dachshund puppy? <laughs> oh, who said that? Sarah before she like, took out the guy. Yeah, it was so uh, random. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I would have never in a million years like, like of everything she could say, like, Can you help me, sir? I've lost my child. Have you seen a dash on puppy? Wham. And the way she said it, it didn't sound like she was looking for one. It just sounded like she was asking <laughs> if he'd ever seen one before. <laughs> I know. Like have you ever seen in your life a dash on puppy? They're kind of like yeah. <laughs> Uh, just something so bizarre, I'll throw anyone off. So yeah, <laughs> I like it when John says, "You guys are made of that stuff. No wonder you're so dense." Har <laughs> har, <Yeah>. John. <laughs> and then no she doesn't get it. And then she, she, he and John, Sarah, just share a joke there, <laughs> silent joke. <laughs> oh, the Haitian's gonna be in Heroes Reborn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I I saw that too. I was so excited. But whenever I, I, I don't know, I always wonder if, like, if I just call, you know, I just find it slightly racist. So I always just be like, the Haitian, but, you know, he's the Haitian. Like, if somebody would start just, call, okay. I was just going to say, it's like someone's just called me the Indian. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about it. So, I don't know. Now that I found my notes, sorry, I just wanted to clarify <laughs> what I was saying earlier about the cold tan. So it's like, actually called Columbite Tantalites. And you can extract two, like, metals from it. Neobium and tantalum. Anyways, what I was saying about the dolphin safe tuna was gorillas. Gorillas. Are terminators gorilla safe? Probably not. Because they destroy gorilla habitat with the extraction of the tantalum. So that's it. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was just funny because a, a killing machine and trying to think whether it's, like, harmed <laughs> any living life while it was being made. Anyways. <laughs> Elizabeth says, will they start calling the Terminator Laszlo now? And is that better than Cromarty? I hope you guys discuss. Well, is Laszlo better than Cromarty? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I kind of, I like the actor better, but I kind of like saying the word Cromarty. Yeah. Because, you know. It has an edge to it. 
Yeah, but however, saying that, I really just want to call Laszlo George, and then you know, and I think that that then it makes it better than Cromarty. Yeah, true. George Cromarty. <laughs> oh, righty. Who is our badass of the week? It's a little harder to pick these than I thought it would be. The movies they were pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I don't Sarah, know. Sarah, um, because she was yeah. finally starting to do something. Yeah, she ran at the guy, the puppy line. She kicked a little bit ass. I would, I would vote for her, especially since she left the guy in the minefield. <laughs> <laughs> to be a badass to do that, and she shot the Terminator, didn't she? Yeah, I she. W- did. I want to give it to John because he tried, but he he failed. But it takes, yeah, it's true. Like, maybe not so much badass, but he's certainly brave. I mean, what would you do if you were, like, locked in this fortress with a Terminator? Yeah, I don't know you if I could approach that. You know what would set him off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could approach that thing, even if it was in shutdown mode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it to John. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be hide behind a hid behind box. I just figure that John's going to get more and more badass. I hope so. <laughs> and so I think we give it to Sarah before she gets cancer. Oh. <laughs> she's gonna get he cancer knows. and die in this episode or in this series. I think that she so. might get cancer in the series, and I don't know. Maybe it's not a death sentence because it's in the future, but you know, I don't know. Stop. So, do we want to have a tie or do we want to break the tie, Sarah, John? Oh, we have a tie. I think. So. Yeah, two for Sarah, two for John. She's a dying woman. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. She's gonna clean the health. <laughs> I'm 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 fine with either John John put his weight I can I can be this way but I'll I'll go with John. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I have no problem. So let's just rate this bad boy. You want to start us out, Caitlin? Alrighty. Oh gosh. Um, I think that I'm going to give it an eight out of ta- ten pepperoni pizza pockets. Um. I think the reason why I'm giving a slightly higher rating this episode is just the tension and the how ridiculously, uh, I don't know, scary it would be to be locked in the military base with the Terminator. I just thought there was a lot of good, like, sign of suspense and, like, build up in this episode. So. How about you, Malika? Um, yeah, it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, um, I like the introduce, introduction of, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, now that I know that that was him, but I liked his face even before I realized that it was him. Um, and yeah, it was really tense. It was good. Um, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10. Um, George is. <laughs> what do you say, Matt? Uh, I like this, this, uh, this one. I really like the end with the fallout shelter and all the, uh, the tense moments there. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> um, so <laughs> don't fall. <laughs> I did. I hurt my bum. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a uh, eight out of ten. Plastic surgeons with magic hands. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm so glad that you liked this one because I was worried for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. Yay! You like one. Starting to like it better. Yeah, I liked it too. It was the end scene and the introduction of the new Cromarty that got it for me. Some of the other scenes I was kind of not interested in, but yeah, the uh, shelter scene really brought it up. I'll give it eight and a half out of ten uh, uneaten pancakes. 
I'm not eating this week, y'all. So I'm really hungry. Oh, weird. <laughs> I was gonna get some berries, but it's not doing. Just wait. a new thing you're trying, not eating. I <laughs> know. Uh, I just didn't get home early enough to get something. To eat. Yeah. <laughs> I decided I'll just wait. Or he's slowly morphing into a Terminator, so he's bit by bit. Want to do some feedback? With the voices today. Oh, I know. Share some feedback, sir. <laughs> what happens when you <laughs> <don't> eat well? <laughs> you should eat more often. <laughs> yeah, First, we have an email from Danielson. Let's see, I can read this one. <laughs> he says, Hey, Chroniclers. So I took a closer look at Jordan's memorial page this time. And some of the responses were awful. The first one reads, Too bad, you are hot. Oh, I hate people oh. like that. God, people would do that kind of shit. Don't read the comments. That's That's probably the guy who said, Joke! Yeah. Just want to point out that Sarah's all about John's safety, yet she's letting him handle the explosive C4 and rig it up. She's probably trained him on how to handle C4. I don't know. John's head is in the right place, but he's such a reckless idiot in this episode. Sigh. The idea that John doesn't have at least a 9mm pistol on him when he climbs into the back of that truck is ridiculous to me, though. He's trained to use him, and he's a fugitive. He should have a gun on him at all times, except maybe when he's at school with Cameron, where he shouldn't be anyways, but that's a dead horse. <laughs> what bothers me is, once again, this just seems like Fox saying they can't show a 15-year-old carrying guns around. And it's things like that which make me wish the show had come out a little later and had been on FX alongside Sons of Anarchy or something, where they would allow, where they would have a lot more freedom from the censors. I do almost enjoy the X-Files quality to Ellis's investigation right now, having all these anomalies to indicate there's something beyond the normal going on with this case. But if you restrict your hypothesis to only what you know is possible, then you won't be able to figure out what's actually going on. They could have made his, this character just some one-dimensional throwaway Inspector Javier, but they didn't, and I feel like it makes you want to know where this character is going to go and what he'll uncover next, whether or not he could be the Connors' ally on the inside. The Connors have to walk a fine line here because they could always just put Cameron on TV to undergo a bunch of tests and prove to the world the reality of Skynet. But that risks exposing the technology to people like the military who could try to engineer the very thing the Connors are fighting against for their own selfish interest. I do love the fact that you've got this war between John Connor and the machines has crossed over into a war through time. And so there are different Terminators sent back with various missions. And we actually get to see what would happen when they have completed their mission, which is something I had always wondered about in the films. Mm. 15 seconds seems like way too long for a machine that advanced to reboot. If someone comes into my room when I'm asleep, I'll be up like that second. You know that feeling you get when you're sneaking around and you realize you're going to have to do something incredibly risky, but you have to do it and it sucks? The actor did a great job portraying that when John realizes he has to get the key from around Carter's neck. I do love that John doesn't just run like his mom told him to, though. He gets that truck full of Coltan started and completes the mission. I think John deserves Badass of the Week for that. Oh, yeah. I forgot he did that, too. <laughs> yeah. But then he couldn't drive. 
<laughs> yeah, he keeps trying, guys. <laughs> he can shoot a gun, but he can't drive. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> he almost died today, and it wasn't the first time. And now he's trying to calm down and do something so mundane as homework. That poor kid must have major PTSD. Did, Great episode. He did have episode. a shaky hand. Yeah, I, th- I guess that's what we're supposed to take from that. Mm-hmm. Great episode with a tightly focused, one-off kind of story. I give it eight out of ten. Inefficient minefield death traps. Daniel son. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thanks. Very cool. I also I do have to say that um, with Ellison, that young kid that was like, you know, well, really, really got my nerves. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that was the point feel for Ellison <laughs> I know but I really like the fact that he was like like yeah um, like Daniel Son was saying like he's thinking about outside the box and he was like yeah but he could have stolen the face and you know in any other show this would have like it would take him like years to find out so I like that he's thinking next we have an email from Heidi I want to take that I'll do it. This is Heidi. Hey guys, I like the way we finally get to see John do something. I totally get Sarah's need to protect him and John's need to become the person he's supposed to be. A bit of a paradox, if you will. Can John become the same um, future John with the knowledge that he has to make it to he has to make it to save mankind? This episode is the least exciting so far, but it's pretty intense with John taking the key from the frozen Terminator. Hope you guys are not. I'm. Not, I hope I'm not taking anyone's quote. If you're going to be a hero, you got to learn to drive stick. Ha. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. Let's just see. Next, we have an email from Ian. I'm going to take that one, Matt. All right. Hi, Chroniclers. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what he sounds like. Wow. (laughs) Gosh. Hi, Chroniclers. This week, we see John's first big character development starting to move away from his mother and taking a rash action that ultimately pays off. I think the key here is that while while his instinct to do what is right and take action now... uh, There's words that are wrong. (laughs) Where's Martin Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Oh my gosh. Not that one. Morgan. (laughs) We can start reading it like Martin. Okay. (laughs) It may work for him in the future. May work for him. Yeah, may work for him in the future. Right now, he isn't prepared for the fight. Robot. Oh, damn it. (laughs) This works too. Just read it like this and no one can tell what you're saying. (laughs) Am I good now? Yeah. yeah, you're good now. Just delayed. Uh, it's also good to see at the end John is affected by this and he doesn't just and doesn't just brush it off. Also, the Terminator's mission here is to prepare the way for Skynet. The future isn't set even for the machines. I think this really demonstrates that the war for the future is taking place now, in the present of the show, as much as it is in the future. I like. I like seeing the show find its feet and exploring what it that what that means rather than just Terminator slash Skynet slash Turk hunting. Even Cromarty's actions in this episode 
is more about infiltration and sub, subter, subterfuge than it is hunting the Connors yet. As Ellison delves into his mysterious case farther, he seems to be slipping down a rabbit hole that seems very molder-shaped. <laughs> It'll be interesting to hear what you think his character's or where you think his character is heading. I assume he's going to believe them, and then he will join their fight. Is that it? He might even die. Uh, Thanks, Ian. Thanks. Yeah, he'll probably end up dying. He'll be the Miles Dyson of this show. Uh Unfortunately. Either he or or fiancé will be one of the two that die. Oh, I forgot about him. We haven't seen him in a while. Where's he been? He'll show up only to die. It's off with Penny. Yeah, I think the fiancé will be the one to die, actually. He'll be the Dyson. <laughs> well, uh, okay, our last email is from Lori. You want to take that? Who? Me? Me? Sure. <laughs> okay, just making sure I got the right beginning. Okay. Hi, Chroniclers. Some quick feedback under the wire for heavy meta. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they called back to the suicide from the school last episode rather than ignoring it. However, it would have been too have more of a tie-in to the overall story rather than just the teen angst tie-in. And what is with his hair and all teenage boy hair on TV? At least in Walking Dead, there is the excuse of no barbershops. <laughs> I am still not wild about the voiceovers, but the Gollum story was a good analogy, and I do like that myth. I also like how he mentioned needing to finish up his homework at end, but then started to shake as she walked out of the room. It was a nice touch. Quote, if you're going to be a hero, you need to be able to, be able to drive stick. <laughs> that was someone else's quote as well. Malika? <laughs> <laughs> I did have it written down. <laughs> I will admit. Badass. John for the scene where he removed the key from the tourney. It was well done, even though we all knew he would be fine. Rating, 6.5 dead plastic surgeons. Predictions? I am with Malika that he will keep... Becoming the John that River, oops, Cameron, knew more and more this season, and I'm still thinking that something will hold up the other Termi from finding them so quickly. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, about the suicide at the school story, they did say on the commentary last week that they filmed a lot more of that throughout the season, but they weren't able to fit it in. Uh. So, wasn't that they just. So, yeah, it would have been more of a story going on, but they just weren't able to get it in. That's disappointing. I was hoping they would have some kind of larger arc or something, because it seems so random that they show up and the person dies the first day of school. I know you guys aren't huge fans of the voiceovers, but I actually wanted to say for me, that's part of what makes this series. It gives it the ambiance. gives it kind of like the greater meaning. Like, she kind of philosophizes a little bit about everything that's happening and I think makes such an outlandish story a little bit more relatable to like everyday life for people. Hmm. So yeah, I, I'm not, okay, I'm not a fan of the double voiceover. The fact that we have her talking in the beginning and we have her open with Wow. They issued the previous. No, a little. Can you guys hear me? Well, what's no. going on? You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> Robot. 
There's robots oh, no. everywhere tonight. Hello. Y'all want to do predictions? <laughs> the next episode is Queen's Gambit. Hmm. Does that mean Turk's uh, going to come back because of the chest thing? Is there going to be a new Turk? I'm going to say that he will be back and he will be playing chess with um, the arrow. But. <laughs> Oh, it's not about Gambit from the X-Men. <laughs> okay, both of them. It'll be a face-off. <laughs> As it takes a while, uh, we got a, a message from Matt A saying he sent food back. Oh. To see if I could... Why is it taking so long for this to open? The internet sucks today, y'all. <laughs> My internet sucks. Oh, there it is. Feedback for heavy metal. Okay, I'll read this. <laughs> Alrighty. Matt says, ah, the girl who died last week was Zoe Greystone on Caprica. Why does Termi, I refuse to call him Crow whatever the hell, needs a new face? He seems to skulk <laughs> around and murder people just fine looking like the the way he looks. I remember when my mother first told me to get the shotgun and the C4. It was when the Beast, aka the United States government, came to our ferret farm because we never paid our taxes. And also we were trespassing on someone's ferret farm. What? <laughs> <laughs> when the plastic surgeon employee said he was a patient we did his chin and nose last May I wish they had thrown in and fixed his droopy eye <laughs> <laughs> on our most recent recording of Hooplecast Matt remarked that Garrett Dillahunt would make a good Kyle Reese not possible because he's already a Terminator damn <laughs> <laughs> Nice to see John be proactive and actually try to do something to prevent the robo-pocalypse. But wouldn't it be funny if the savior of humanity turned out to be Jane Conroy? I bet that we didn't see Cameron beat up the guy. I like that we didn't see Cameron beat up the guy. It's more fun to imagine what she may have done to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like the episode managed to create a good bit of tension with zombie Termi. That was a pretty solid final act. Agreed. Cameron keeps the Terminator tradition going. Instead of snapping zombie, zombie Termi's head off his shoulder, she gently throws him aside. Golems. I dislike Sarah's voiceovers. This was the worst one yet. <laughs> Keep fighting the future, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Yes, I did say that uh, Garrett Dillahunt would make a good Kyle Reese, but at the time I was watching uh, something that was produced in 1998. And he was much more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think he looks better now. Really? Mm. Yeah, I think that his jaw did something. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the picture I was looking at was was. I don't know. I'll have to see which, when the picture I was looking at him was taken. He looks weird in the series so far. I think Timothy Oliphant looks more handsome now. Yeah, he looks better when he's got a little gray in his hair. Yeah, and the picture I was looking at, um, Garrett Dillahunt, he, he had a little bit of scruff going on, too, and so, I don't know, it just made his jaw stand out a little bit better. Here's a picture of him in the Millennium episode that I was watching. Okay, he looks cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I got a good. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> he looks like he could be a Kyle Reese. Yeah. More than the guy yeah. in the new movie. Which I haven't seen anything about, and I don't want to know about it. 
I'm gonna save this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the picture on his IMDb page. That's the one I think that he looks good in. Maybe it's just because he's not smiling like an idiot. So, Caitlin, <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us this week. Stepping in, we have a guest. My yeah, thank you. We'll see you back for season two, I think. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Tell us where else we can find you. Well, you might have found me eventually on Twin Peaks podcast, but who knows? Who knows, guys? <laughs> oh, my heart. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I don't got anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome oh. here. I oh, thank you. Yes, if you guys ever good. need a sub, put me on your list. I will remember that. Did you know Garrett Dillahunt was 50 years old? No. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm shocked. Anybody get? Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. Hell. Okay. Um. <laughs> so that's all we have for this week, folks. We're going to be off next week, I think, and I think we're going to be off on the twenty May twenty sixth as well. So we'll be pushing things back a little bit. So yeah, join us next time for Queen's Gambit, and remember. There's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.